Good morning to everybody out there and welcome to the Disconnect Podcast. We are your bi-monthly source for topics across gaming, live streaming, and society headlines. Here, we aim to spark conversation. Now, you can find the Disconnect Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts to help move the show up the recommended algorithm. If you want to financially support the show, head over to redcircle.com slash disconnectpodcast and you can donate whatever amount you see fit. Now, today is going to be another special recording, and actually it's going to be the first of many new beginnings for the Disconnect Podcast because I am actually joined by our, our two brand new co-hosts, which I have been super excited to finally be able to sit down and work beside. One is going to be the awesome, talented, you talk about content creation, she has it in the bag. So first and foremost, let me introduce the world to Miss Fun Size. Miss Fun Size, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hello, hello, everybody. Awesome. And then also to my other left or right, however you see his audio clip, I'm not sure. We also have the incredibly talented Captain Trips, the man who is just all-knowing of gaming knowledge, news, and headlines. Say what's up to the people, Cap. What's happening? How are we doing, y'all? We are doing great. So, being that this is the first time that all of us have actually sat down and we're recording our very first episode together. Well, actually, hold on. Let me back up. For people who don't know, we recorded this episode once but due to some mm, technical issues, we re- we're re-recording it for the people so we can re-discuss the, the topics we had and also touch on some new topics as well, too. But before we get into today's headlines and news, I just want both of you to take the time, introduce yourselves to the people, tell them a little bit about yourselves so they know who exactly they will be hearing from, the voices behind the scenes going forward. So whoever wants to go first, make sure to go ahead and just break the ice for the people and make them aware of who you are. Go ahead, Fun Size. All right. How y'all doing? My name is Miss Fun Size. I go by Fun. Um, I'm a Chicagoan. I'm a mother. I've been gaming all of my life, pretty much 28 years. I am a variety content creator, originally from Twitch, former Mixer partner, Twitch partner, and Facebook gaming partner as well. And I am happy to be a part of the show. Welcome, welcome. I'm glad to have you on board. And then Cap, go ahead and break it down for people out there as well to let them know exactly who is Captain Trips. What's good, everybody? Um, I am Captain Trips. I am a variety content creator across Twitch, YouTube, and wherever the hell I feel like being at today. Um, <laughs> I have a penchant for news, um, insider scoops, and just being opinionated about a lot of different things. So you're going to hear a lot from me. Trust that. All right. I respect it. And that's what we want. We definitely want some facts, and we also want some hard opinions behind the facts and everything else going on on um, going on around us as well, too. So I welcome both of you. And honestly, I'm glad to have you both here because the podcast is fun to do solo, but it's even better when you have good company around you. And so the fact that I was able and y'all agreed to be brought in as co-hosts of this podcast going forward, one, not only take some stress off of me a little bit, but also it's going to make for a very interesting dynamic to get different perspectives on the news and the topics that we talk about. So once again, I just thank both of y'all for deciding to join me on this journey. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. 
Thank you for thank you for having us, man. It's right. a great opportunity. You're welcome, and thank you again. All right. So before, well, actually, let's just go ahead and get into it. There's quite a thing, few things we want to talk about, but the most glaring topic that's been going across the world of gaming and news, and I guess it's going to be our first topic of the day, is going to be Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This news broke about two weeks ago, so it's not exactly the it's not exactly the most recent news. Well, the latest news, but it's still making headlines because there's still new developments and details coming out all the time about what this deal means. So, Miss Fun Size, Trips. Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard for estimated almost $70 billion. We talked about this on the episode, but we had to re-record it. But once again, I pose this question to you now that we've had time to sit and think about it. $70 billion valuation. To you, was it worth it? Um, so in the first recording, I said that for the amount price, I didn't think that it was um, a good acquisition. But once you guys both broke it down, it, it, it did make more sense. I'm going to still say it's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm going to still say it's a lot of money. But given the the overall history and then the titles, um, it was a bunch of titles you guys threw out Um in the last recording, I was like, dang, I forgot all about that game and I forgot about that game. So it, it, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I'm going I'm to change my answer to yes now. It's still a lot of money, though. But yes. <laughs> hey, listen, there is nothing wrong with that because <laughs> until Trips, honestly, Trips broke down even broke more titles. Down. He broke it down. He broke to the ancestors. He broke it down. He really <laughs> did. There were some titles in there that I absolutely forgot about and a couple studios that I absolutely forgot was underneath like the Activision like umbrella. Because uh, right. when you when you hear Activision Blizzard, right? You're thinking just Activision and Blizzard. And then, you know, sometimes you think about King, which is known for, you know, Candy Crush and the mobile gaming side of things. But then you think about all of those like under the umbrella studios that you rarely hear from unless they're releasing like very specific like franchises and IPs like every single year, like Call of Duty. Cause with Call of Duty, you have Infinity Wars, Sledgehammer Games. Um, I forgot what the third studio is. I know Trips is gonna remind me here in just a moment, but there were so many that were listed, even just beyond them. And I was like, huh, 70 billion. I was thinking it was a fair evaluation if it was somewhere around like the 50 billion mark. I felt like 70 billion was still a bit excessive, but given the rich history, I have to say, I guess it's fair. It, it, it's fair in my eyes. Trips, I know you want to elaborate on that further. Whole list up and you know, I really can't find it at this point in time, but it like you were saying earlier, it's hella studios, some that are huge that we know about, some titles that we know off the top of our head. You know, you got your Overwatches, your Diablos, Call of Duty, of course, um, your World of Warcraft, your Starcraft, Candy Crush. So you've got shooters, you've got um online games, you got mobile games. You've got strategy games. Really, what Xbox was able to do was kind of stick some kind of climbing pin in each kind of genre or vertical that 
is making money these days. And that's your online games. That's your mobile games. Because I think that we discussed last time also, um, mobile gaming accounts for most, the majority of what is considered a gamer. Like it's not, even though we get all the, <laughs> uh, you know, the images in the media that it's going to be a young, you know, white dude. Actually, it's older women are the number one category of gamer. And that's with the mobile, um, mobile gaming. So, Think about uh, all of these titles being absorbed into Game Pass. Think about um, Xbox having being able to tap that IP and bring that into what they're considering as a metaverse itself push. Um, everybody's going to have their version of what Web3 looks like. It involves some kind of online element. It involves some kind of community element. And we have gaming, the fact that you have all of these huge titles under one umbrella now i know it's causing a little bit of concern because i'm seeing you know some content these days and i'm glad we actually have a little bit more time to discuss this or to at least uh survey the uh, opinions about it because i'm seeing people like hey i'm very nervous about what this means uh for small studios and and really just gaming as a whole if if on one hand you have uh xbox or microsoft uh, buying Activision Blizzard, and then on the other hand, you have PlayStation buying Bungie. You know, it's consolidation of the studios. And from what I hear and am seeing on the news side of things, people are saying you should expect a whole lot more of this. Nintendo themselves are saying they're not interested in acquiring anybody because there's nobody, there's no studio that's Nintendo like that they don't. That's not already a part of their family. So True. I can understand that on their end. Um, but as far as Microsoft and Sony, they're not alone in this because y'all also forgetting that Google has Stadia and nobody really cares about that right now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You've got, uh, you know, Valve and Steam being its own thing. I don't think they're buying any studios up, but, you know, you just never know. But this is turning into what it seems like an arms race. And I see people nervous for what that means for the gamer by themselves, not alone, um, let alone Microsoft consolidating all these studios and becoming what the, what people are saying is the Amazon of gaming. And I'm like, damn, we all hate Amazon now because they increased the price $20? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Shoot, I, I like my stuff getting to my house the next day. I'm sorry. It might be worth it to me. But, I mean, to be fair, you bring up a good point. It's to, quote-unquote, become the Amazon of gaming, right? Where you make everything gaming accessible and put everything in one easy-to-consume package is what people want, right? People don't want to feel like they have to go here and there to go find their favorite titles or to, you know, pay this subscription, that subscription to get access to this game and that game when everything can be rolled in one. And I know that was one fair point that we discussed on the previous recording, and now we can discuss it further here, is with this potential acquisition going through, because it's going to take some time, people who see that price tag think it's an immediate thing. No, these these these, these things take time. They got to go through SEC filings, They've got to go through international laws. They got to make sure it's not monopoly, all this other stuff that you have to go to the government for, right? But if this acquisition goes through, which will probably be like 2024 at the soonest, okay? We're looking at all these titles, all these things conveniently becoming under the Microsoft Xbox umbrella and even more titles coming to Game Pass. And we asked ourselves, does this further increase the value of Game Pass, 
for the majority of people? And I outright just said, yes, people already were seeing the value in Game Pass. And if you didn't see the value in Game Pass as a whole, then you were you were beyond help. I There's nothing I can do to help you. There's nothing I can do to convince you. Otherwise, if you didn't already see the value of Game Pass. But when you think about bringing in you know, potential Call of Duties, when you think about bringing in mobile games, when you think about bringing in, you know, Diablos and Overwatches and things of that nature, it's hard to make a case against Game Pass. And now seeing Sony is, you know, trying to replicate and do the exact same thing with their lineup is also going to be interesting. And for Sony, I feel like it's not too little too late, but this is something they should have did a while ago. And they were once Microsoft's biggest critics about the whole Game Pass movement. And now to see them following suit and wanting to do the exact same thing, is like, mm, they tried to show you, but it always takes one to innovate and then somebody else to come behind and imitate. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, trying to hate on Sony and I'm not a fanboy of Microsoft neither way I'm non-biased but Game Pass with this coming to light is there more reason why people shouldn't be on the fence about Game Pass like do we really have a reason why you people shouldn't see the value in it at this point so I, I have a thing right people have this devaluing of the word free mm-hmm. um, like Game true. Pass you know, you pay a set price and you get access to all these games for free. And it's like, you know, some of the bigger games, uh, people are going to automatically gravitate towards, you know, Call of Duty 2023 when it comes out, you know, Game Pass Day One is going to be one of the most downloaded things on Game Pass history. That's just going to happen. Um, but what that means for like a smaller game is when you come out day and date, with Call of Duty 2023, you kind of get washed away. And that's what my concern is. Like for a lot of these smaller studios is what they're getting in return for being listed on Game Pass. Fair to them. Now, will they get more eyes on their game? Probably because, again, you're downloading it for free. You can at least try it and go from there. But what also does that do to a gamer's mentality of, you know, you can just try games on. You don't really have to stick with it. If you don't like it, you could just uninstall it and, and install the new thing, right? Um, so for game developers, does that affect what kind of game you make? If you know somebody has a mentality of, you got about a, an hour and a half, two hours to catch me. And if you don't, I'm out of here. What kind mm-hmm. of story can you tell? What kind of kind of uh, mechanics do you put into a game where somebody feels at home but challenged in something new? How, yep. what, what ideas float to the top in that type of ecosystem? These are all questions that we don't know yet. Uh, from what I've seen, I've seen more positive than negative about people being on Game Pass as far as games. Um, but... I have seen that there is negative out there. Now, I literally just was on the timeline and I saw a young lady saying, you know, I may be one of the only people in the world who don't want Game Pass. And did she explain that? Not really, but I think it amounts to that. Again, that Amazon mentality of, you know, what does this help or hurt the environment? I'll just say that through Game Pass, I've tried a whole lot of different games that I never would have bought never would have spent money on myself um 
And it's given me the opportunity to, yeah, it's extended my backlog a little bit, but those smaller games where, oh, this looks cute. And then you open the game up and not only is it cute, it's fun. It It's not repetitive. It does evoke some new emotion. And I, that's a win for me time, every time I get to discover that. But for every one game like that, I, I will say there's probably another one or two games that I'll just be like, yeah, no, nah, this ain't it for me. But Game Pass gives me the flexibility where I don't feel like I'm losing money trying new games, trying new things and new ideas. I agree. It's definitely like I say Netflix. I always use Netflix or like Hulu as a comparison when I talk about like either watching content, streamers live or just playing video games overall. Um, As someone who, yes, I do predominantly play um, like FPS or shooter style games. I still enjoy um, indie games or like Nintendo games, single player games. I love story games. That's actually um, how I started streaming. I was playing Telltale video games. when, Like my first stream was The Walking Dead, Telltale, which unfortunately is no longer um, in business. It got bought by like Skybound. And I don't know if they're going to expand on any of the of the series. They are. I hope, I hope they, they, they I said hope they they say they do, but you know how that goes. They be tweeting stuff and posting stuff, and then it'd be like, and eh, we kind of got other things going on, and we're kind of like, you know. Well, no, we're re- supposed to be getting Wolf uh, Among, Among Us, us too. That's been and happening since 67. At okay. the Game Awards, they um, showed the trailer for, um, I know not many, I, what I like about Telltale is that they're able to take IP. Like, yeah, The Walking Dead was already huge when The Walking Dead came out. Yeah, exactly. But like, they took other IP, like, um, uh, Borderlands, Tales yep. from the Borderlands was probably one of my favorite Telltale I didn't play games. that one. I didn't really play funny. That one. You should definitely play it. Um, okay. Um, but they're doing The Expanse. So mm-hmm. they, they uh, put out a trailer at the Game Awards just like, like last month or the month before. Okay. So I think they're, they are coming. What I want to make sure in their revival is that y'all pay my motherfucking developers. I'm sorry, Africa. I know, like, right? Pay my developers because that was the issue last time. Because yep. we had to basically crowdsource and pull together developers, old and new, to get that last season of The Walking Dead out. And there. it was so. And it's funny how they did. It was only four episodes. Normally, Telltale is five um, episodes per season mm-hmm. or per game. Excuse me. So it's just yep. crazy how they how they did four episodes, but it felt like five. I felt like I. Because I do, um, I paid for all my Telltale games. I don't care. I, I supported the community, the game, the developers, everybody. So I I really do hope that they do, um, just do right. Like like we're saying right now, just make sure everybody is appreciated and paid. Yeah, <laughs> Okay? Sure. We don't got time. We need our coins. Um, but back to the whole um, comparison to Netflix to um, Game Pass. You know, it's it's pretty much the same. You're paying for, you know, not having... I'm pretty sure everybody in here can say that they've watched something on Hulu or Netflix and they was like, eh, it's all right. You know, but then they found another show or a movie and was like, this is the bomb. This is this is great. This is... This was... I, I, I rated it thumbs up. It's the same thing with Game Pass. You're... you're Like you said, you don't have to worry about spending $60. Imagine paying $60 every time you play the game. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much that now imagine how many games you actually do play or you have played in, in the past mm-hmm. and and how much money is that now? You know, I have I just realized 
that I have over 500 games since I've been like playing Xbox because I'm originally from um from a Sony, so a PlayStation. So imagine this is I don't I have over 500 Xbox games. Now imagine how many PlayStation games I had. Mm. And that's $60 every time. And to be mm. honest, we should be paying 80. 80 or you know regardless it's not it's not 20 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're yep. getting you're getting an endless an endless sea of games, popular, you know, single player games, multiplayer games, story games even. You're getting a a variety of games. And you don't, there's no commitment. You can uninstall it if you didn't like it after the fact. Or, you know, you you can recommend it. You don't have to recommend it. it you're not, you, there's no commitment to the, the, oh, I paid $50 for this. Because I'm pretty sure everybody's paid, you know, a, a really, really high price for a game. And then they didn't like it. Speaking I, of, I, what's, I, the last <laughs> one that, what's the last one of those that you, you've done? Like the last game you bought for Cod. full price? Cod? Cod. Oh, what's the last one? one? Cod. What was the last full game I paid sixty dollars? Oh, that's a good question. You you think about it. Mine is uh, what the hell was that soccer game on Switch? FIFA. Captain Tsubasa. Oh, you said Switch on the Nintendo Switch? Mm -hmm. Oh, they have a soccer game. It's I an anime soccer game. It's called Ooh. Captain Tsubasa Rise of New Champions. And that's what caught me. I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. And I like soccer. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me buy this game. I've seen some cutscenes. It looked pretty cool. So then I get it. And then I realize uh, I don't have a, a pro controller for my Switch. So that's uh, L number one. L number ooh. two is... I do. You know, they'll have you <laughs> playing the game, right? And then some anime stuff will happen. And then, oh, the enemy will come and he and his twin brother will kick each other in the air. And then they'll kick the ball really hard and it's your goal. And they'll score every time. And it's like, yeah, this ain't fun. Defeated. You feel defeated. Like, I really, my, my hands hurt. <laughs> like I'm trying to press all these damn buttons. And, and y'all got me with a, a Kamehameha soccer goal. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I uninstalled that game within three days of buying it. And I was like, all right, I'll never mention this again. Funny, funny. Well, I'm finna look it up because I do have a pro controller. That was one of the things that I got as soon as I got my Switch. I was not playing. I've done that because, and I'm getting into, you know, Smash Brothers and stuff. So I really should have one at this point in time. Mm-hmm. But you I've been no getting choice. by with mm-hmm. just the Joy-Cons right now. I, but, I, I wish you would go out here and play Smash Brothers with strictly Joy-Cons. That'd be I, me when I, I'm playing I, with my daughter. <laughs> We only got one controller. I give her the controller, though. Just yeah. because mommy's a little bit more professional, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go easy on you because you're my kid. You finna get it like everybody else. But she be beating <laughs> me up. She be beating me up. <laughs> well, I'm the local champion of, of me and my friends so far. But, yeah, I definitely need a pro controller before then. But I'm I'm still trying to get, like, a, an elite controller. I want that Halo elite controller. Um, I can't lie. I probably will get that at some point this year. But I'm like, bro. Don't let me spend three hundred dollars on a controller and they still have stick drift within six to eight months. Oh, or well, your shoulder buttons break. Might as well not buy. Exactly. So True. Now, looking at the scuffs and it's like, bro, do I really want to do all this? Like, but that elite controller looked straight, and I'm just trying to make sure more people than not are not having to replace their shoulder buttons because they. It even got me last time. I had the elite version one and had to replace my shoulder buttons, and then they just didn't work anymore. And it's like, I can reprogram this, but I shouldn't have to. This is a $300 controller. I should be able to do a lot with it for a long time. Yep. You could sit. You could sit and look at it. Yeah. Basically. Can't use it. 
can't That's use exactly it. If you use it, that thing ain't gonna be like, oh, we ain't we ain't meant for this. Uh, but everything y'all just mentioned brings up just some great points about not only just the controls, but also with Game Pass in general. And we just broke down like the value of it. People at this point really, I feel like, don't have a reason to sleep on it or to devalue it, except for that one person on Twitter trips that you mentioned that that just said she just flat out just doesn't want Game Pass. Okay, you know, those are far and few in between, but there are people out there who are like that. now. Moving on, moving on beyond that, though, not to cut us off or anything, I also want to bring up one last point with this whole Activision Blizzard, um, um, this Microsoft Activision Blizzard-like entanglement that we have going on, right? Given the past of Activision Blizzard and the things that came out about them, <clears throat> excuse me, over the last like, couple of months, uh, you know, we've had the accusations, the allegations of like sexual harassment, racism, harassment, things of multiple cases going on um, within the offices um, from former employees, right? Being that Microsoft is stepping in, many people think this will kind of wipe clean the past of Activision Blizzard and as well as, you know, replace the current leadership. But now that we know more details about it, it seems like notable figureheads like Bobby Kotick, um, Kotick will still be, you know, at the top of the organization. They'll just be reporting to Phil Spencer, right? So some see this as just a temporary Band-Aid to give them some positive um, publicity um, in the light of everything that's coming out about them still and the things that they're trying to settle, you know, outside of courts and inside of courts. So... What does this do for the culture of Activision Blizzard going forward? And how will gamers respond to this now that we know what we know? Well, everybody, I'm not going to say everybody, but most people know um, COD used to be in my roster as as um, one of my shooters. I would rotate maybe like Call of Duty, Apex. Um, I used to play Fortnite as well. Um, I'm originally from Halo, so I, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not um, a noob, I guess. So COD used to be on my roster, and I actually took a stance on um, not playing the game due to these um, allegations. As a Black woman playing Call of Duty, it is very, very draining mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, like to support a game, a company that community is just so disrespectful, disgusting, like just vultures to women and people of color. I'm a double minority. I don't, I, I can't be a man. I mean, I can make my voice sound a little deep. You know what I'm I, I can make my voice sound <laughs> deep, <laughs> but I can't change the fact that I'm a woman, you know, it, and it's kind of unfortunate because, you know, women, women gamers exist. I, I don't understand why people can't get this through their skull. I've never been told I can't purchase a Xbox or a PlayStation or a Nintendo Switch because of my skin color or my gender. So the fact that the community is just so full of this hate, 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 and it's in attacking to women and people of color, it is 2022. Nobody should still be able to put nigger as their gamer tag. True. In COD. True. But then the fact that Activision will sit up there and, and post a PR written as statement 
on their social medias, we stand with our black gamers. We stand with our women. We no, y'all don't. <laughs> no, y'all do not. The if if y'all could sit up there and and I know it's somebody on the team that has to be listening to the voice comms in the games. Y'all, I know you guys are hearing this twenty four seven. Because you, you got and you, that's a, you gotta be. You gotta be, and not to cut you off because I want you to continue that point. But you know, someone's got to be because when every single game that has voice comes or has like in game text it. chat, y'all recording it. And if somebody is saying something just like out of character, like just some wild shit, what what is the point of us having a report button where exactly. you can report somebody for in game audio, in game chatter? Because you know, a portion of everything that comes through those mics has to be recorded and kept somewhere, even on a temporary status, for somebody to review it if you can report it. Exactly. And so, if you can do that, then why can't you also it, just make it where kicker. you can where you can just ban those words outright from even being in like available vocabulary to put into a game or for you to make as a gamer tag. My Here's bad. the kicker. The kicker. No, that's because that's that's the point, though. Like, we have to agree to all these rules, terms, conditions, read this, read that. You, by signing this or um, accepting this, you um, give the right to have your audio recorded and in-game this, that, and the third. I've been playing COD all my life. All my life. I'm 28 years old. I've been playing COD since COD came out. COD normally comes out the week before my birthday. I haven't bought COD in the past two CODs. Why? Because of this. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. My seven-year-old, mommy, I want to play COD. No, you're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No COD mobile, no COD, nothing. Because the community is disrespectful to women and people of color and LGBTQ. Like, it's, I, I have friends that are, you know, LGBT. So when when we're playing together, they getting called, you know, right, all these slurs. Like, just it's just crazy to me. So I'm hoping that Microsoft acquiring Activision does clean the community. I'm really, really hoping that that's the case because I love COD, but I don't, I'm not going to support the the company, the, the community or uplift it when y'all don't do the same for, for, for people who look like me. That doesn't even make sense. So <clears throat> when I, um, I was a journalism major for undergrad. And um, I actually did like my senior paper on like racism in like the media. And so like part of that was going to do a lot of research. And one of the things I found in my research was like white people see racism as completely different than we do. Like um, they see racism as explicit instances of somebody did something to you and then they called you out your name at that moment. And it was like, oh, my, it has to be racialized terror before they it registers on their scale of, oh, that's a bad thing. At the same time, some of these people are in conversations with people and these misogynistic statements are said and they're laughed at, they're accepted. These racist statements are said, they're laughed at and they're respected. So when they're reviewing all of this, you know, these chat logs and everything y'all are talking about, I wonder, does it remind them of conversations that they've had? And so they're more um, lenient with anybody who may be partaking in those conversations and they don't see it as a bad thing because hell that's what they and their buddies do after work on Saturday night. Right. Right. And you bring up a good point. Cause I was just going to get somewhere with this. You spoke about the community as far as the gamers that play the game. Miss Monsa's 
You're speaking about the faculty and the people behind the games and their offices trips. What I wanted to allude to was the simple fact that both are very close and both don't fall very far from the same tree. You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Because the same, the same assholes that become, you know, they say these racist slurs, they say these misogynistic slurs against women that have these comments about LGBTQ communities, whatnot, that play these games, grow up to be sometimes the developers, the community managers, and the people in these offices as they get older. And if you're still carrying that same mindset, thinking these things that you're saying are funny, then it's no surprise when you get hit with a lawsuit. It's no surprise when you get called out in the media by former co-workers and employees of yours. It's no surprise when media outlets across the internet are picking up stories about this and now we're having to shine a light on the antics that's going on behind your doors. Hell, there were women employees that were bringing to light the fact that at, you know, industry gatherings, like there was like a couple of gentlemen within their office that had like a hotel suite and they named it the Cosby suite and had a picture of Bill Cosby or whatever. And, you know, they thought it was funny. They were, there was a picture of them on the bed with a photo of Bill Cosby with drinks in hand, you know, acting like this was like the 40 year old frat boy club or whatever this is. Right. These kinds of things are not funny because you you play these games, you grow up, you get into these offices, you become these community managers and these people that now make these games. And the same mentality follows you from the couch to the office chair, right? It's a revolving process that just never ends. So it's like, at what point do we cut this off? Like, what steps do we have to take to make this not be a thing anymore? I want to say something. As a dude, I'm not in a like a like a fraternity for real, for real. I'm in a business fraternity. It's completely different. But like, I know hella people in fraternities, and that don't even be conversations that they have. So like this frat boy, frat like that. It really should be a gamer um, stereotype. Stereotype alluding to that behavior because that's some shit that even frat boys be like nah we ain't on that <laughs> these days we on some other shit well, um I'll, I'll, and, I'll correct myself not majority of fraternities yeah, yeah but nah, not I'm, the majority i've met a few that are like that but i should let me let me go back and cater my uh my statement and it's not, not necessarily to you yeah, yeah it's not even necessarily to but like when i'm i'm on the timeline people are like oh i said a gamer word i'm a, i'm I'm in my mid thirties. What the fuck is a gamer word? Like that's True. what I be saying to people. And like, that's a game, oh, huh? It's it's an excuse to to say whatever I want to say because I'm frustrated playing video games. Like, wait, well, wait, you, wait, what? They say a gamer, gamer word, word, and that is what is under this gamer word umbrella is the f word, the n word, the r word, calling like, people like fuck. Or are you talking about the the bad wow. word? Wow! Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait and they call minute. them gamer words in what? order to normalize the fact that it's okay to say these things because you're. Oh, a I'm gamer. about to walk off, and it just be like, bro, no, that just means you need to get your ass up and go take a lap out of here. And that it's weird to me because as somebody I grew up in the '90s and stuff like where you know certain behaviors normalized. Me and my like evolution, I guess I'll say to be the person I am today. It's just like. Nah, bro, I don't say that because it's disrespectful. Like, 
to people exactly. that I know and people that I've come into contact and even people I don't know. Like it could be anybody watching me in my chat and where I do, I do have a mature chat and we do be talking stuff or whatever, but it's not, no, it's not hateful, nothing hateful. Really. It's a, a space for people to teach me shit. Like I, I have a lot of stuff to learn in, in my life. And I feel like your ego plays a bigger part in that. So when people's egos and are, are fragile and, you know, they feel as though the power is being taken from them. The, the number one thing they do at that moment in time is try to seize the power back by calling someone out of their name, disrespecting them in a way that they know they're going to evoke some kind of reaction. Now, if that reaction is me punching you in your fucking face, that's on you. <laughs> that, that's your I'll fault. My so, yeah, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? Like, gamer word or not, I don't care, bro. Like, please don't get got out here talking mess on the internet and then I'm going to see you in real life. Don't do that. But at the same time, it's like, we have to police stuff like that because it, it shouldn't be any normalization of that. Like, nah, bro, we no. don't do that in here. And, and that's all. I'm sorry, Mar. Mar. Go ahead, go ahead. I just that's that just blew my mind, and, and it's so funny because I I didn't know nothing about this. Like at the end of the day, if you come in my chat, you know, call me the N word, or you calling me, you know, bitch, host, slut, you know, uh, monkey, you 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 finna get up out of here, bro. You finna get up out of here. Ain't no way in hell I'm finna exchange disrespect for views or follows. It's not, this is not behavior that we should be normalizing. Don't we teach our kids and don't they be taught that like in school, especially you can't, that, there's no, there's no such thing as gamer, gamer words. Mm-hmm. You're disres- that's disrespect at the end of the day. That is so crazy. I just, be talking I just learned that mess something. Face to I just face. learned something today. Woo. They would never be talking that mess face to face. You oh, would no, be they wouldn't. The hell up. No, they wouldn't. And that's just, man, this something needs to be done about that because yeah. it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. So it's nice to see Microsoft come out with the, you know, the Kente cloth logo. And, you know, I seen the Facebook exchange where uh, the troll went in under Microsoft account and told to do, you know, hey, well, you know. The guy was talking about, hey, well, when are we going to see white history uh, comments? Like, yeah, we'll talk about slavery and white people's roles in slavery um, tomorrow if you want to. That exchange is funny, but it's it's even funnier when you think uh, it's a troll. It's not Xbox saying that themselves. Like, but hey, right. it is what it is. Um, we'll see what it is. And I, I really hope Bobby Kotick, um, his ego is so inflated that he completely steps down after being forced to to report to someone else when he's been the head dog in charge for so long. I really hope that's the case. But if that's not, you know, I'll, I'll see what Microsoft does about that. You know, and if when things go over in 2024 or whenever, I'll give them a good 18 months to see what they do about that. And after that, it'll just prove a lot. I look at a corporation by what they do, like behind the press releases, like really in the machinations of what's going on there. And him being in power is a is a liability in my in my eyes. I don't see what value he'll he'll bring uh, more so than the IP that Activision Blizzard um, is bringing to the table. And I actually was able to find that list if y'all want me to go through every studio that Microsoft owns at this point in time. We'll, we'll get to that in just one moment because I do want that you to bad. go down with that because that, that further just proves the valuation of this acquisition and on top of what they already have. But circling back to the Bobby Kodak thing, right? It's going to be hard because one, I'm agreeing with you that he should want to step down or should think about stepping down 
one to go from being the at the very top to now having to report directly to somebody like Phil Spencer, who's been an open advocate about making gaming accessible for everybody, whether you're a woman, whether you're you're a minority, whether you're LGBTQ, looking at the strides that Microsoft and Xbox have done for even people with physical, you know, disabilities, making it accessible for them to be able to play games as well, too. It's just what they've allowed or what he's allowed to fly under his leadership at Activision Blizzard, even if he wasn't directly a part of it, right? Even if you weren't directly a part of it, you're still to blame because you allowed this culture to fester and manifest underneath you while you were the head. So what would an Activision Blizzard organization look like without Bobby Kotick? I don't know. And hopefully one day we'll get to see. But it's it's going to be hard, right? Because when we talked about this in the past recording, in order for him to be removed, right, to be terminated by the board, he has a contract buyout that was already in place with Activision Blizzard of $295 million. That is termination with cause upon change of control or change of command, right? $295 million buyout. So... To many, it probably seems like it would be cheaper to keep him in in check because that's a heavy price tag to remove the head of, you know, such a well-known, you know, developer and publisher. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it's a small drop in the bucket and a small price to pay compared to a $70 billion valuation of all the franchises and IPs that you're getting. Plus, now you may have the ability to, you know, have a new head at the start of this next chapter. And that's what they really need. They need a fresh start and they need a new head to kind of right the ship. There's a third option. What's the third option? Death by a thousand cuts. Oh, you keep him on, (laughs) keep him in his position where he's getting paid his, his due diligence. Then you bring somebody in and pay them more. Their co Mm. whatever's. But this person is valued more. This person is brought in more. This person is actually an ex, uh, Xbox insider. And I have a name that I won't share out there um, that went from the Xbox team to Activision Blizzard and is primed to be that person that edges out slowly and takes over all of Bobby Kotick's little responsibilities where he's mm-hmm. just there and... I ain't saying he's a good person. It's not like he's like, oh, y'all just gonna pay me to sit here. Hell, I'm, I quit. I don't expect that to happen, but I expect it to be a bloated somebody ego to not have any power in what they used to rule over completely. And I, I hope they smother him out. And I hope it's horrible for him because if it's not just uh, as soon as everything's signed, you're fired, get the hell out of here with your $300 million, just make them suffer. That's what I I would. That's what I would do. But that that's me. I'm unscrupulous. Don't even worry about it. That is an that's an interesting third option. Miss Funsize, your thoughts on that? He don't need to get no money. That, I'm not understanding. <laughs> I know that, that it's business. Shit but work. It's like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like you. It's it's just like I feel like being impeached. <laughs> like you committed crimes, bro. You got allegations, lawsuits, and everything that's going on right now. You shouldn't be rewarded any type of money once you because you didn't ran the company and the community down this rabbit hole. You just you just don't deserve it in my eyes. But I got it in writing. Look, all I'm saying 
is that he don't need to be the head. And if he's still the head in Microsoft, look, like we said, behind the scenes is where it's really going to matter the most. And back to what we were talking about the whole, um, we know that people are listening to like the voice chats and the comms and everything. It just needs to be more representation. I feel like um, a lot of what's going on, I mean, because there is some representation to some degree, but it's not like 25% of the board make up black. You know what I'm yes. saying? Or it's like a small, like 0.56679667%. It's not a really big, like 50%, 25, 15. It needs to be more representation for all people, all gamers. And for any gamers out there, it needs to be representation to some certain degree. So Latino, Black, Asian, you know, et cetera, LGBTQ, you know, different backgrounds, different, everything. It just needs to be diversified evenly across the board. I feel like that's going to be part of the, a lot of the deep rooted issues if they, if they have more representation, because I can't, as a black woman, I can't, I'm not going to say I can't, but how I feel isn't really going to be cared for in the best light. If I'm talking to a white man, you know, He's not going to feel how I feel because he don't have a vagina and he's not black. So what I'm saying is going to sound like nagging. It's going to sound like, oh, you tripping. No, What do you mean he called you out your name in your own stream? What do you mean he told you to make a sandwich and you're trash and to, you know, called you a monkey and asked you to dance? What do you mean? What do I mean? (laughs) I don't understand. What's the point? I I don't understand. So it's just a representation and and he needs to go. Yeah. He ain't getting paid though, but he needs to go. Yeah. 300 million to get you out of the pain is not what we're trying to do. Not at, my, not at my Game Pass subscription. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I agree. Mm-hmm. And the one the one caveat I want to add to that is we're not just talking, we're using Activision Blizzard here, right, as like the as the model, as the topic, mm-hmm. because that's what we're discussing. But this honestly goes for all the companies across gaming and whatever industry you want to apply this to, right? For sure. And, but the number one caveat, and I know what the backlash is going to be about this, right? People always want to answer what we're discussing with this one question. Well, if you want so much diversity, why can't, you know, if, are, are, you know, there's not enough black people or, you know, or Latinos or LGBTQ people in the industry? Bullshit. You are a liar. The problem is y'all are not looking hard enough. There are plenty of people who try to break into this industry every single year that have a passion for gaming, that have a passion for design, that have a passion for marketing, that have a passion for community management. People try and do their damnedest to get into this industry and other industries every single year. The question is, are you actively searching for them and are you actively putting them on your roster? Because they are out there. I don't want to hear that, oh, we don't know where to find them. You know where you can find them. It's just, are you actively pursuing them? Are you looking for them? Yeah. That's I'm going to say also just, uh, you know, let's let's also understand the fact that what how this industry has been modeled for the last, I, I'm, I'm going to say like maybe 20 years or so. And I was eight at that time. I don't even know like how far, like who's the oldest, like, you know, streamer, for example, or whatever the case may be. But this industry has 
been only modeled for a certain type of um, demographic. Dem- yeah, demographic gamer, and 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 it is what it is. It's white men. You know what I'm saying? Like gaming, streaming, everything is just it's seen as a you know white thing, and and it's kind of funny because like my family, I'm a black woman. You know, I always thought I was weird or I'm wasting my time playing the game. So demographics <laughs> do matter. It does matter, unfortunately, especially in this industry. So I feel like now it's becoming more accepting to the entire world. Gaming, streaming, everybody want to be a streamer. Everybody got an Xbox. Everybody got an Oculus now. So it's just like it's being more accepted now. And the fact that that's that is a very good thing obviously yes um we don't see that representation because of how the demographics has been has been for the last maybe 20 years or so you know it's it's accepted in certain demographics but now the entire 2022 everybody wants to do it everybody wants to play it so we got some some making up to do with us us as a, as I'm gonna say black people getting into the industry of the gaming and the streaming and the you know voice actings and the PR marketing behind these companies and the just everything we we got a lot of making up to do because we it wasn't seen as okay it wasn't so I'm glad you said that I do believe that us doing our own thing is a part of that equation I also think that it's really on people to back up what they say with actions that are in line with not only what they're saying, but who it is they're speaking to when they say these things. On the topic of this, I will say this as a person who streams regularly on the platform called Twitch. Twitch's attempts for Black History Month in the past were elevating people they normally elevated on the front page. So recycling the same people over and over. And those people were on the front page on Black History Month. This year, you know, they widened that net. They selected 1,300 Black streamers to be a part of the front page on Twitch. And... I literally just scrolled through the timeline just now and somebody I respect said 1300 black streamers on the Twitch black brilliance um, carousel. And I see the same nine or 10 I normally see on my follow list. That black brilliance carousel is below the fold. You got to scroll down in order to see it. And, you know, for everything they said it was going to be. It's not because of that simple fact, you got to go looking for it. Even some people who are looking for it don't see it. Um, if you're logged out, some people say you don't even see it if you're logged out at all. Um, and then, like, when they say carousel, I'm expecting the thing you see at the top on the twitch.tv front page. Yep. With the big profile, it's got the arrows on both sides, and it's a carousel. You can flip through it, and you see all this stuff. What they have there, the header, and then these channels listed, that's not a carousel, in my opinion. In my opinion. And I'm somebody who has done, like, partnerships for work, for my actual job. So this would be something that I would, like, I would send back to the vendor and be like, hey, y'all didn't deliver what you said you were going to deliver based on what you showed me just now. And so I'm not going to pay for this. That would be me. 
at work. But it's just seeing it, it's unfortunate because it's so many dope black creators who are on the platform who not only were, um, you know, subject to hate raids last year that we had to come up with our own solutions. You know, the the minority communities put their heads together and there were allies that joined in as well and, you know, promoted tools that help prevent hate raids or lessen the impact. But Twitch themselves, all they did was like, hey, we put an extra setting. So if somebody has to have a verified um, account in order to chat with you. So if you throw that on, if you know that and you throw that on, cool, that helps somewhat. But any big thing where they're like, oh, we're finding these communities that they're looking at streams to raid and we're going to find them and root them out and kick them off and ban them on the platform. They're not doing that at all. So it's like you have this uh, PR statement of, hey, we're going to do this for these creators. And it's a good look. You know, shout out to the creators that were chosen or chose to be a part of it because, you know, they they reached out and, and you had to say, hey, you wanted to be active with this. Um, shout out to those 1300 people, but I wish they got as fair a shot as Joe Schmo who shaves his balls on stream and get a three day suspension. Um, that's, that's promotion these days in three days. He'll have more viewers than he ever had before. True. Will these 1300 black streamers have as much of a profile as Mr. Manscaped? I hope so. I hope more. And shout out to my, my black streamers on Twitch on YouTube, Facebook gaming, wherever you may be. If you are here in the creative spaces, you know, sharing your passion for gaming, anime, comics, whatever it may be, that black geek shit that, you know, we all came up on. Kudos to you. My hat goes off to you. It takes a lot of balls to do that in this area where it just seems like the default is some dude who drink Mountain Dew like water and eat Doritos and can't see below his belly button at all. That's what they kind of gravitate toward. And it's like, it's not fair to us who are in this space. But and the thing, of, no. And, you know, everything you just said is very, very true to the point. And I kind of want to elaborate on it further. With this whole issue with the carousel and the non-carousel, things of this nature, I told you right before we started the recording, you know, I've been off of Twitch for like two or three months now. Um, I come back and I see like people who I was rocking with beforehand have made great strides and, you know, their their content creation. I've seen people who've been signed to esports teams now. I see people who have gotten new partnerships and things of that nature while well, I've taken a hiatus off Twitch and streaming and everything else. And I come back and I'm extremely proud of our people and my friends that I personally know. But at the same time, it's like with this Black History Month thing with Twitch in regards It's like it's New Year, same antics, right? It's like every single year we 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 do Black History Month with Twitch, right? It's like y'all find a way to make it. Y'all find one way to progress it, and then you find another way to knock it back down. It's like you included more people than ever this year, which I give you kudos for, right? Mm -hmm. But then you make it to where the carousel is not really a carousel. It's not working as intended. It's not highlighting nearly as many people as you said it was going to be because the same nine or 10 people you highlight are the same nine or 10 people I could find anyway based on their following because I probably already followed them. So it's like, you know, what is the point? It's like you're exposing, you're giving that more exposure, but you're still making people have to look harder than, make it hard to look for 
you know, a potential new creator or a potential new community to be a part of. And I have thing- a hypothesis oh. and it just formed as you were talking just now. Okay. Hold that one second. Cause let me, let me just say this part. It, and it's one of those things is like when people find black content creators and communities and you, you were speaking about, you know, you hope that the viewers that they get decide to stick with them and return even after all this promotion is done with. I hope so, too. And that that is the biggest hope I have for anybody involved with any kind of Black History Month promotion is like the viewers that you captive, you come across, choose to rock with you outside of this. Right. Because the number one thing a lot of viewers will say is like, well, the reason I don't gravitate or I don't go looking for a lot of black content creators is because I feel like we I don't have much in common with them. It's like, but do you try to get to know them? Do you hang out in the chats? Do you try to engage in the conversation and the laughter and the jokes and things that we're talking about? Or do you just, you know, sit there and just, you know, wistfully look at a glance and just be like, eh, I'm gonna go back to watching XYZ, you know, play CSGO for, you know, 13 hours like he's done for like the last like five years. Um, So it's like, are you willing to put yourself out there to learn somebody new and experience something new or are you just being uh you know uh, a passive bystander so to speak and so a lot of people would realize that there's a lot of black content creators and communities that they would actually have a lot in common with if they actively engaged with the community and that's all i gotta say go uh hypothesis my bad trips <laughs> no you're good you're good um so if we all went to Amazon.com right now and looked at our home pages on Amazon, they'd be different because they'd be based on the things that we viewed, bought, and have an interest in on our list True. and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So what if Twitch, like I filled out a survey to say I'm a black streamer. So Black History Month, I get Black History Month ser- stuff served to me on Twitch because they know I'm a black streamer. And if you look at my follow list, I 95% of it is black streamers. So Hey, serve him the black content. But if somebody had something different on their streamer spotlight list, I wonder if they would even get served the black brilliance carousel. I wonder Mm. if I was Asian, would they not show me that? And then come around Asian Pacific Islander month, they show me Asian content that they're, they're going to do. And everybody else does not get served that content. And see, that's an interesting hypothesis because I will wonder how they would break it down. Like Twitch's algorithm or lack thereof an algorithm to certain stance is interesting because it's not like YouTube, right? You YouTube is one of those platforms, and I've noticed even with Facebook, the uh, the few times I've been on Facebook watching Facebook gaming streams, they have an algorithm that's more robust than what Twitch has. It's I click and watch on a video, right? Or I engage with a a, a, a a YouTube short or anything, right? And immediately, my page will refresh, and I'm being served content that's related to that in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I can go click on a New World video right now, and lo and behold, I get back to YouTube, and there's like 10 suggested, hey, we saw you checked out YouTube. Here's right. like 10 more New World videos for you, right? And it, it it's kind of weird because it's like, we have that with the recommend with the on the sidebar to left recommended channels uh, space, right? But the thing is, like, it goes by game categories. It doesn't go by tags. It doesn't go by demographics. 
it always just goes by the general category of games. So it's not like they can't do it because they if you can do it with game categories, there's a way for you to be able to find the demographic of what I gradually like, I guess, what am I trying to say that I gravitate to that's the word gravitate and then you actually have streamers identifying themselves hey i'm a veteran hey i'm i'm transgender you have people putting themselves into demographics themselves so it's easy for somebody who watches the black tag and you want to see black streamers hell i got 50 of them that say they black right here which one you want exactly and the thing, and the thing is, like we, it should be that simple. But then it comes back to that, to the whole issue of harassment and hate rates. Which, lo and behold, most minority creators, people of color, black streamers, like hate rates suck. Don't get me wrong; I'm not going to diminish, you know, how har- how harmful they can be to certain people. But for the majority, for the majority of us, I would say not all, because we're not a monolith. But for the majority of us, you hit us with a hate raid, we're going to sit here, laugh at your dumb ass, ban you, and keep going about our day because we ain't got time for that. Now, there are a select few that have, like, very thin skin, and, you know, they're devastated when these things happen, and rightfully so because you shouldn't want to be targeted on a platform that you want to express your creativity on. So everybody reacts differently. But it's one of those things is, like, that self identification whether you're a veteran lgbtq black you know latin you know latinx whatever the case may be also invites the trolls but in the history of the internet when has anything you've done on the internet not invited a troll of any sort we've been dealing with this since like xbox one and playstation one days mm-hmm. so your mm-hmm. thoughts on that miss fun size um Lordy, um, I said I wasn't gonna dive too much into the whole Twitch. Um, nah, we pulling uh, you in. We pulling you in. Here's the pulling you y'all in. Y'all know my history with Twitch, man. Um, for those who follow my career, y'all know that after Mixer closed down, um, I was granted a um partnership with Twitch, which I took and could only stream from my cell phone for an entire year and was DDoS, was threatened, harassed. Um, I was getting hate rated before hate raids became a thing, um, which I have video evidence of all these incidents. And I kept all, you know, emails and, you know, trying to contact Twitch support. And my partnership was taken in in, in um, an exchange. <laughs> so it, it, that's another story for another day. But, um, you know, Twitch doesn't surprise me. I we talked about this earlier pretty much companies putting actions behind what what they say on social media and don't do it for pr twitch twitch will just never um really make me clap and be like yes they're actually doing what they're supposed to do um we no one no community should have to beg and plead for protection I'm not understanding. The hate raids was just blowing my mind. I'm just like, why why is this even happening? Y'all the oldest platform of all time. Y'all got the most watch time overall. Y'all got the most content creators on a given platform. Why should we have to beg for protection and safety? That doesn't make any sense. Why is it that every time I'm reporting these accounts, they still coming back? I'm not understanding. So me personally, when the whole... 
you know, shout outs and congratulations to those who were, you know, got selected to be on, you know, Twitch's Black Brilliance. But at the end of the day, exposure don't pay bills. It doesn't, you know, and the fact that you can't even find the find the carousel. It should be right under. I don't even go to Twitch, but when you guys were talking about it, I pulled it up. I had to scroll down. How many people scrolling down? They not. Right. It should be it should be right under where it says um um so the carousel it should be right under the top carousel it should be the carousel it should be it the should top carousel pay. or be right underneath actually it. like me it would be the know. page should be black you should Y'all have should know. red black and green uh, fucking branding and it's the black people carousel should be at the top this month twenty eight days it's not hard. It, so it's not hard because I was actually featured yesterday on Facebook Gaming. I was the Shout middle. Out. I Shout was out. the middle. I ain't had to be on no tab scrolling down. No, baby. I was the middle looking very, very voluptuous up there. I took a picture of myself. I was like, I look good as hell. I was in the middle. <laughs> I was in the middle. And guess who was on the side of me? Whoever else was on the side of me. It didn't matter because I was in the middle. I ain't no scrolling down. I was in the middle when you went to FacebookGaming.com. Me. So, yes, you shouldn't even been a thought that you guys should be the carousel. It shouldn't be nobody else featured up there but Black Brilliance. But that's not how Twitch operates. And when people start seeing that, it, 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 y'all need to do what's right for you, your content, your brand. No platform holds your success. Burn shit. No, huh? <laughs> I said burn shit, but that's me, though. No, I mean, that, that's that's another approach. But at the end of the day... The black creator should have been the carousel. It shouldn't be no, I have to scroll down under live channels you'll like, categories, games, and you know, it has like the the categories, you know, games, IRL, music, whatever. And then you the carousel for black brilliance is under that. Like that don't even make sense. I had to scroll down, down, down to find that. And it shouldn't be that way. It's it, in, inclusion. And not even inclusion, but this is the topic of discussion for the month. Since y'all want to go ahead and be looking for black creators during this month only, then it should be the carousel. That should be the only thing being featured right now talked about is that. Mm-hmm. And it's disappointing. Like, it's it's just time and time again, y'all. And I'm just, once again, let this be known. I am not ever, ever player hating on the next content creator. I'm not ever, ever player hating on nobody's success. Being featured is a huge thing. Trust me. Yes. I, I remember my first feature, baby. I'm five years in now. Features come to me. It be like that. I don't I don't got time to be um, competing and worrying about the next. But at the end of the day, know your worth. At the end of the day, you your, your content holds power. And it matters. So don't be letting these platforms just be like, okay, you know, we're just going to go ahead and throw y'all in the carousel together, but it's going to be at the bottom. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because you, you, exposure does not pay the bills. You came looking for us during this month, so it needs to, it needs to matter. And y'all should have been the carousel. And it's just sad. And, and, you know, Twitch just keeps further proving my point. You know, mm-hmm. like I've always wanted Twitch to work in my career, just never did and never will because they do shit like that. That don't align with my morals and my values, what y'all be doing. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just like That's Activision. True. It's just like Activision. Y'all be saying things so y'all don't be in the hot seat, but they're fucking it up. <laughs> How? How? You had it, but then you dropped, y'all dropped the ball. Drop the ball. That's every, it. Every, 
every time. Every time. And you know who does that? Okay. As a dude who used to be an ain't shit dude, it's like being an ain't shit dude in a relationship. And like, yeah, I know I forgot your birthday like again, baby. But, you know, I promise next year I'll do better. And, and your birthday just after. happens to be Valentine's Day. So I not only dropped the ball for Valentine's Day, but your birthday the same day. I forgot completely for mm. two years in a row. But to next year, I got you. I, mm. and And I just hope that you know, I know a lot of, like I said, creators fear starting over, y'all, because you, you've you been on this platform, you put time in. Trust me, I had my whole career pulled up from under me through a tweet. I ain't getting no heads up. I ain't getting no meeting. I ain't getting nothing. I got fired on my day off. Trust damn, me. Damn I, underst- I understand. But at the end of the day, you need to know your worth. And there are platforms out there that will show you that. But people be twitch this, twitch that, twitch. Y'all, I ain't never concerned once again because I got a partnership coming from Mixer to Twitch, baby. I ain't had to, you know, multiple apply. I do mine one time and get it done. I know what my worth. I can go to any platform and still, I can go to any platform and still do what I do, what fun do, what I've been doing. So know your worth, man. No platform holds your success or power. And it's damn sure not worth the disrespect. It's not. I could, you couldn't pay me in no amount of money to be disrespected on the platform. Nah, hell nah. Nope. And then had the platform tweet this and tweet that for PR. Nope. I look like a clown. I, that's clownish behavior to me. I'll tell y'all like the Wu-Tang Clan told me a long time ago. Diversify your bonds. Damn. Not to diversify your bonds. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Uh, that that made me think of the Chappelle skit too at the exact same time. Any platform, go and create anywhere. Raise your brand up. Don't raise these platforms up. Raise your brand up. Amen. Across everything. You want anything and everything until somebody give you that check to be with them exclusively. And also, you know, like Fun said, represents your your morals and, and your values. You got to make sure there's that alignment in that because you wouldn't see me being the damn in, uh, endorsement for the KKK um, fit gear because that don't align with my morals and standards. So that just is what it is, man. But I know you're absolutely right. Long winded in this conversation and y'all ain't even want to talk about Twitch anyway. So let's get off of it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we touched on it, to be honest with you. And then there's probably much more we could say, but. I'm I'm honestly just glad we did touch on it for the amount of time that we did because it was necessary. Um and, and and we'll have a lot more to discuss when it comes to Twitch and uh you know black content creators and just other marginalized groups. This that that's gonna be a long ongoing conversation. So it, it won't end here. That's that's all I gotta say about that one. But we're going to get ready to head up out of here. But before we do, um, I always like to leave people with a little note of where they can find each and every single one of us outside of the podcast. So we'll start with Miss Fun Size. Miss Fun Size, for the people at home that are listening, where can they find you across the internet? Y'all can find me um, on the Twitters, on the Instagram. Um, I do stream on Facebook Gaming. I do have mommy and daughter um, content coming with my seven-year-old. Um, that will be exclusively on YouTube. Um, but I am Miss Fun Size 
um, with a three as the E at the end. I have to always say that because people be like, I can't find you. Yes, you can. It's fun size everywhere. Um, I'm on TikTok as well, but um, I stream my live. I stream my live content, like I said, on Facebook, uh, fb.gg slash size as well. So hopefully I see y'all on the internets. I'm going to just throw that in there. We're going to do something new. I'm throwing that in there. Right? Go ahead. Cheesy. Go ahead. <laughs> we, we, we doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. You got to you got to be proud of yours and you got to let people know where you are. So same Always. thing. So same thing with you, Trips. Let the people who are listening right now know where they can find you across the Internet, all of your content. Okay. So you can find me primarily. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Hover now um, as Cap'n Trips. C-A-P-N-T-R-I-P-P-Z. Hover, I would consider, is like a newer um, TikTok-y platform for gamers. Mm -hmm. Um, It like... It's for Twitch. They don't have integration for... mm -mm, That sucks. for Twitch. That sucks. But most, once again, most of those, like, um, the the social medias and, like, the TikTok-y type of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, platforms, they're catered to Twitch because it's the oldest platform. But Mm -hmm. I digress. Yeah. Well, you can find me there. And then I'm also on Twitch uh, and uh, YouTube. You're going to have to search me on YouTube. I ain't got the link yet. I'm trying to get there by creating some more content, which is why I call myself a variety content creator. I'm not just a streamer. I'm not going to limit myself to just be a streamer and then at that, just a Twitch streamer. So we're going to make it do what it do all year in 2022 to see what, you know, what fits and what rolls with uh, the Captain Twitch, uh, the Captain Trips brand? But C A P N T R I P P Z, and you can find me there. Y'all gonna get real sick of me at that, <laughs> me and that, but <laughs> but I like it. But thank you, Trips, and it's important that people know where to find you on any and all platforms. And uh, for me, last but not least, y'all can find me at Simply Marv S I I M P L Y M A R V. Um, same name on Twitch. On Twitter, on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can find me, simply Marv. Um, just to make it simple, I guess. And <laughs> that was the most horrible pun we've said this entire episode, but I'm gonna use it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, it's been a pleasure, Trips and Miss Fun Size, for joining me on this episode. Um, we have more to talk about in the next episode. We've got some uh guests lined up that I won't name specifically just quite yet but uh more on that very very soon and once again as a reminder to everybody you have been listening to the disconnect podcast your bi-monthly source for topics across gaming live streaming and society headlines and you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify red circle and wherever you enjoy your podcasts on behalf of captain trips and miss fun size i'm simply marv and you have just been tuned in have a great day everybody